Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. To include this special day for what it means. I think we cannot escape thinking about no room in the end in realizing that in the days of Christ he made this statement when he said behold I stand at the door and knock and if any man will hear my voice and will open the door I will come in and sup with him and he with me but why does this not happen The knock is there on the heart's door. The response is not made from within to open the door and allow Jesus to be a part of one's life. So the response was given to Jesus and to Mary and Joseph, to Mary and Joseph, because Jesus was not born as of yet, that there was no room, you'll have to go to the barn. I wonder, as we have made our preparations for this season of the year, have we spent our time and our money and our efforts on ourselves and have said to the Lord, you're going to have to go to the barn? Will he be given the guest room in our home, the place of honor? Or will he be shoved off to the side to be considered of no more value than the cattle or the sheep that were in that barn? We do not provide the finest for our livestock. We provide the finest for our family, which we ought Is not Jesus more valuable and more important and more lovely than the most precious of our family? Ought not he receive the head place at the table? Ought not he receive the precious of our gifts? Ought not he receive the honor that is due the most precious person upon earth? Several years ago I heard a story of a class in church that was preparing the theme for Christmas and they were doing a play of the inn. And one little boy was selected to be the innkeeper. And it was his job to say when Mary and Joseph came to him and asked him if they could have a room, he was to say, I'm sorry, but I have no room. That little boy could not say that. He could not turn those people away. He was so much in the spirit of the play and the Christmas. And when he got to the time to give his part, he would begin to cry. He couldn't say the words. And the teacher worked with him and worked with him to get him to understand this is only a play. You're only doing a part And finally she thought she had it down. 
and he would say, I'm sorry, but I have no room. And so it came the night for the play. And Mary and Joseph came up to the scene, and the innkeeper met them at the door, and they asked for a room. And the little boy playing the innkeeper said, I'm sorry, but I have no room. But come in and have a cup of coffee anyhow. <laughs> he could not escape the reality of the truth that he was being forced to turn away the Christ child. And he had to at least give him something, even if it was nothing more than a cup of coffee for Mary and Joseph. Have we said, I'm sorry, I have no room, but you can have a cup of coffee. I'm sorry, I have no room, and never mention of anything beyond. Or have we opened up our hearts and our lives and our families have invited Jesus Christ into the very special part of our life? There's a hymn that says, No room in the end, no beautiful chamber, no soft cradle bed, no place but a manger, nowhere for his head, no praises of gladness, no thought for their sin, no glory but sadness, no room in the inn. No sweet consecration, no seeking his part, no humiliation, no place in the heart. No thought of the Savior, no sorrow for sin, no praying for his favor, no room in the inn. No one to receive him, no welcome while here, no balm to relieve him, no stall, no, I beg your pardon, no staff but a spear, no seeking his treasures, no weeping for sin, no doing his pleasure, no room in the inn. No room, no room for Jesus, oh, give him welcome free, lest you should hear at heaven's gate, there's no room for thee. Out on that hillside outside of town, there was another scene where the Lord was working. The shepherds doing what was their job to do, sitting around the campfire watching their sheep as they lay quietly in the night. And the angel came and appeared to them, you recall, and said, Fear not, for I bring you good tidings of great joy. I spoke of this a few weeks back. Sunday or two ago, but I want you to notice something. The angel appeared unto men and offered them the way of salvation. The angel did not appear to other angels, nor to Satan and his lost angels. The angel appeared unto men, for you see there is no salvation for Satan and his angels. There is only salvation for man. That's all. Jesus Christ came into the world to be born of the Virgin and to die on the cross that man might be saved. You and me, not the lost angels. And the shepherds said, let us go then into Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass. 
let's go see for ourselves. They had heard, but they had not seen. The tragedy of our world today is the gospel is preached over and over again. In every church up and down this land today, there is proclamation of the birth of Jesus Christ. On every radio station and every TV, we can hear the gospel preached, and yet there are those who do not hear it. But more importantly, there are those who do not see it, that is, to perceive it, to understand what it's all about. The shepherd said, let's go see. They went to see that which had taken place. I want to suggest to you this morning that we ought to go to Bethlehem to see what took place. You know that God has made us so marvelously that in a moment, in a twinkling, of an eye, you can travel wherever you want to be and experience whatever you want to experience right here and right here. In the mind and in your heart, you can go and you can experience. In your mind, travel around this world to the little town of Bethlehem right now. In your mind, Walk with the shepherds into that barn. In your mind, see Joseph standing there on the side and Mary sitting perhaps there. But in the manger, where the hay is for the cattle, wrapped in some very odd-looking clothes, Nothing much more than just rags. There lays a little baby. In your mind, look into that manger and see the birth of the Christ child. But in your heart, understand its meaning. In your heart, receive what was done. In your heart, be glad with the shepherds. For they had not only heard the proclamation by the angel out on the hillside, they had come and they had experienced for themselves the birth of Jesus Christ. There are times that we spend in our own privacy, moments of reflection when you go back over a period of time and say to your family, remember when this took place and that took place? Remember last Christmas what we did? This will all happen in my family. It happened just yesterday again. When we remembered some things that were important and precious, one of my daughters never ceases to remind me and would say, remember, Dad, when we had to cut the tree down three times before we got it in the house? Just a little thing, but she remembers because it was a time when she and I shared in doing something that she has never forgotten. Simple little thing. 
But remember, more important than the simple little things, remember when you were saved. Do you recall that experience? Do you remember when someone precious to you accepted Jesus Christ? This makes Christmas real. You can sit here in this church and remember things that took place that lifted up your heart. Why did it happen? Why did you shed tears of joy? Why was your heart bursting with excitement and love? Because you saw something happened as a result of the birth of Jesus Christ. A baby born that could have such a, an impact upon you as that. Because you went to Bethlehem and you saw for yourself your own self, the birth of Jesus Christ. Now what are we going to do about it? It's in our heart and it's in our mind. We must do what the shepherds did. And the scripture says that they went out and told everybody that they came in contact with. But down in Bethlehem we saw the birth of the Christ child. This is what we must do. We must not keep to ourselves the most important event that ever took place. When something exciting happens in our lives, we get on the telephone, or we go somewhere, or we write letters, we do something to share the good news. We can't keep it. Let us share the good news of Christmas with each other. We will do that. We have today. We will do more of it tonight. But more importantly, that we do it outside these walls. When we come in contact with family, with friends, and with strangers, that we can proclaim the birth of Jesus Christ like the angels did when they sang glory to God in the highest. That's what ought to be on our hearts. The scripture says, whatever therefore you do, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. That's our first and primary purpose as a Christian is to glorify God. Let me close with this little story. I think it picks some of the things that we, we do. There was a very, very poor girl and a very, very rich young man fell in love with her. A very strange situation, but it does happen. She had nothing and he had everything. He loved her very, very dearly. And he mailed her a very precious gift, a diamond. In his mind represented his love and he spared no expense in wrapping it in the finest of wrapping. She received it. 
She had never received such a beautiful package in all her life. She was so taken by the package that she never saw the diamond that was within. Never knew that she had received something so precious, so costly, because she was so overcome by the wrapping. And it was lost. This is sometimes the way we approach Christmas. We're so overcome by the, the wrapping that it comes in, by the paper and the presents and the things that will happen behind here tonight as valuable and important as they are, and the beautiful decorations in the windows. And I didn't see them when I first came in, but I, I appreciate them. They, they certainly add to to the spirit of the season and all the things that go on in our homes and in our private lives. Let's don't be so overcome with the wrappings that we never see the baby. Let's remember that he's the purpose of Christmas. And with the angels on the hillside cry. Glory to God in the highest. We do that. Let's do it this morning. We'll sing an invitation hymn. Some of you already know that Brother Donald Sanders is here this morning. He received the Lord Jesus Christ last Friday night. He tells me he's coming forward this morning to ask the church to receive him for baptism. Maybe there are others that ought to join him this morning when he comes. Will you come with him? Let us stand as we say. What do you got? Number 63. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at james.com sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.